Hey, 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 hey. Bachelor Masters coming at you. So we have a couple corrections from last week. Do we have any corrections music, EZR? Um, okay. <laughs> what was that? It's a buzzer. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like we were inside the buzzer. Okay. The first is that you had mentioned that there's a movie somewhere where Nicole Kidman chases Tom Cruise around with a pitchfork. Yes. Well, it turns out, and this is by our longtime listener and friend of the pod, Jay in L.A., who DM'd me, that the movie is far and away. Like, Well, oh. we had speculated, that, or like I had speculated, it might have been in Top Gun, I just can't remember. No, you you said it was the 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 barnyard race car movie. Oh, and yeah, I, was, Days I of don't Thunder. think so. Oh, <laughs> right. And I I knew it wasn't that, but I, but I mean it would it would have been an IMDb, which we should we said we would do, except that sometimes we were just I was trying to get to a point, and you kept derailing my point, so I, I know, kept. I'm good at that. <laughs> well, the other one's not a correction, but it's a backing up of your behavior. Easier, you're gonna like this, which is that. I had wondered how anyone in their right mind could ever go to a Berlin concert three times. Not a concert in Berlin, but a concert by the band Berlin, who did Take My Breath Away, that was famously covered by the <laughs> orchestra oh, in last oh, okay. week's <laughs> in last week's uh, Bachelorette episode. And you had said you'd been to a three Berlin concerts. Am I right? Pretty sure. I, That's what you said. I thought about, okay, well, I thought about counting it, but I was like, at, at least. At least. Okay. Well, Jay in L.A. said that he has been to see Berlin in concert seven times. Wow. <laughs> see, <laughs> yeah, Craig, that's dedication. See, here's the thing, though, Craig, is that you maybe, maybe, maybe don't get out much. And the rest of us are very, like, I do stuff all you do not. You cannot point to a week in my life when I did not do so. I, I mean, and a week is too much time for me. I do like three or four things a week. Even it's, still, I used no. I used to go out a lot. But why would you not believe that? But Ber, it's Berlin. They are a good band with a Seven very good times J and L A. Well, are do you, you believe him? Me? You believe him immediately. Well, I believe him because he said it. I believed you when you said it. I guess. I don't think you did. <laughs> <laughs> and see, and... You can you, was, you can lie about seeing Berlin three times, but you can't lie about seeing Berlin seven times. Why lives. would I lie about... Why would I lie about any of the things you think I lie about? None of those <laughs> things are bragging. Like, none of them are very... Wow. I can't believe you, you know. I mean, I have bands that I like, like Van Halen and Megadeth. And I've seen them in concert, but not seven times. Not three times. Well, a lot of these things were very cheap or free, and JNLA can back me up on this, that they were, I don't think they were free, but they were very cheap. And yes. like I said, it became kind of a cute little fun thing. Me and my really good friend from fifth grade started seeing that her, that we really liked her. She was kind of like our Deborah Harry, because I'm not a big fan of Blondie. Who, Nunn, whatever her name is? Terry Nunn. Yeah. And, um... And there was, they were actually big. In, and then I started remembering that there was this uh, show on VH1 called, well, now uh, we could easily look it up, but I don't want to. It was called, like, Where Are They Now? Or, like, Why Did This Band Break Up? And this guy, <clears throat> kind of like a Martin Bashir type, 
would go and find all the band members. And it felt very raw. And he would say, like, well, why did you guys break up? You know what? I shouldn't uh-huh. say. Yeah. And he would get mad at them. And, like, they, they would have these blow-ups and they'd cry. And I, Terry Nunn and the other lead, the other singer who sang on one of the songs were, were romantically involved. And they had a lot of hurt feelings over it. Uh-huh. Anyways, I have a lot of Berlin knowledge, the band. Well, I have lots of, of Van Halen this. knowledge. They're Com- I mean, also completely useless, right? They're kind of contemporaries, I guess. Uh, I guess. Um, anyway, Caitlin, Kate, what band Caitlin. have you seen a lot of times? I'm trying to remember if I've seen anything close to seven times. That's um, just it. Like that's why it's so hard for me to believe. It's like it's like. All right, I have. And I was, like Van. Halen. I've seen Van Halen in concert. I saw David Lee Roth in concert once. Like that's that's it. I'm, I'm not like following the band around and watch him again. <laughs> I saw Journey play at the Iowa State times, Fair, but, but it was because I was dating somebody in the band. So, well, so, but yeah, so like, if you're if it's a small band and they, and you live in the town, you can see them play a lot. No, it was yeah. a big traveling band. I just would be at their shows a lot. So, like a band that everyone's heard of. Is there? Have you been to more than one concert by any band that we've all heard of? Yes. Uh, well, you might not have heard of them, but they were big in the early 2000s. <laughs> the Libertines. I've been to so oh. many Libertines shows. Really? Yep. Why is that? Uh, I was going through a phase. <laughs> <laughs> See, ECR, were you going through a phase when you saw and, Berlin and, three and times? That's another thing is that I've seen a lot of bands a lot of times. I used to go to concerts all the time, all the time. I've, uh, I mean, I've never seen a band I don't really like, but what? I've seen a lot of bands and I'm like, oh, like let uh, me spit some knowledge through here. that. Uh huh. Okay, l- let me let me explain. So you accuse me of not getting out as a reason why I haven't seen bands, yeah, in in multitude or and something. I stand by this. Yes. I've been out plenty in my life. the The problem is I've never thought that seeing a band is a good investment of my going out time. And here's why. What is the goal of going out? I don't know. To have fun? <laughs> yeah, and possibly find someone to hook up with, right? That well, not the goal. Not most of the time I'd say no. <laughs> so have fun and maybe hook up. Those are the goals of going out. <laughs> I guess a band for you, Craig. Seeing a band is not a good place to do either. Because you're standing there, staring forward. You're not talking to anyone because it's so loud. It's a horrible ma- place to meet people. So I would go to places where you could meet people, like events and you know things like that, where you can talk to somebody. I, if if the music's too loud, I'm out of there. <laughs> what do you think of that easier? Still think you don't get out much going to the same bar. Like, you know, <laughs> twice a week. That's not, I don't know. You just, I don't know. Like, to, that's what I used to do a lot of. So it's not like super rare for me. I think there's people that go see bands play and then there's people that don't. I fall in the yeah. don't category. But exactly. Yeah. So you know that. So then why are you even, you know that people do. Why would you even question? Because I anyway. guess I forgot that last week. So now okay. I take it all back. Sure. I Your now acknowledge for not liking to go see bands play are so bizarre to me because it's basically like 
it's too loud to talk, which sure, if you're yeah. wanting specifically to talk to someone, but if I'm going to see a band play, it's because I want to like watch them play and maybe dance a little or something, you know, right. I'm not, and, and, I'm not looking to talk necessarily. And I'm also not usually going out to be like, who's here who I can hook up with, but it yeah, sounds see, like that's your main motivation. You, you and I are on different ends of the <laughs> spectrum. Yeah, like when I was 20, 25 20 whatever looking to go out i was not looking to stand in the middle of a room facing forward watching some band play that's too loud to talk and you're bumping elbows and you're wondering why the hell you're there i was looking to meet people and have fun in a less loud and less staring in the forward direction environment This just makes me feel like you don't you don't like live music is what you're saying basically. No, I mean, well, don't get me wrong, I've seen bands play. But it's just not my favorite environment because it, it like uh, for the reasons I've already said. I've seen DJs play a lot. DJs, you know, like techno DJs and stuff like that, no problem. Isn't that also like too loud though? Yeah, at the end of the day, it's not my favorite environment. You're right. Because even with DJs, you're, you just stand there and you stare at the DJ and it's really loud. So it's just not my, not my bag. <laughs> anyway. I um... admit, admit that there's a hint of truth to what I'm saying. I think for you, I, I, there I, is. The thing is, I know that there is. I would not say, I'm telling you that I can't believe you found it incredulous that I right. would see a band more than a right. few times. That, yeah. that's the part that 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 i was like why okay, I, take the, I, I took it back i took it back okay. now i understand that there's a spectrum and we are on a polar opposites of that spectrum yeah i but i always knew that the problem is that you don't know that sometimes okay but, to, but don't then accuse me of not going out i i've been out plenty of my life just I, different my hours. problem is that your 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 um range of things you do when you go out isn't as why it isn't mine like i do lots of stuff different kinds of stuff so well, maybe maybe these days because i'm a little older and worn out than you <laughs> but yes. back in the day i i did plenty of stuff i think i'd like to think okay. i did okay <laughs> i believe wait see that's the difference i believe you okay so this was week four is that right yes Okay, good. Because, as you know, I don't know if both of you know this yet, but I know, Craig, you know this, or you better. You better be listening to me. <laughs> week five tends to be my favorite week. But week four was finally a good week because so much happened. Mm. Right? Like what? <laughs> um, like, like Craig, a car date. You love a good car date. I hate car dates. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> He, he was like, he was like, oh, we got sexy girl, and we got sexy cars. I'm like, there's nothing sexy about those cars. Tell yeah, you what's sexy to me. I really understand no why people are like, cars are sexy. I'm like, in what way? I don't get it. Right. <laughs> they're yeah. just like a mode of transportation. I don't really understand why yeah. people specifically are like, ooh, a sexy car. That's yeah. one of the reasons I love public transit. You can meet people on public transit. You can't meet people while you're sitting in a car. Ooh, booyah. <laughs> I don't mean that. And I'm just kidding with you. I knew it would bug you, so I thought I'd say it. Yes. Okay. So I have, um, well, that happened, right? Um, I thought the whole Martin, um, well, the Martin conversation, there's two parts to it. But the first part 
was now this needs music. And I did not even honestly, like it, I kept thinking of what goes well with this because it needs such a grand piece of music and I still don't have it. So I guess I'll just play something. Yeah, there you go. Now you're thinking, where did I leave it? Because finally. I can't play it for you. No, I know. I know. I have it here. But what I'm saying is that finally for the mass, like, for Bachelor Nation, a new topic on The Bachelor and Craig, someone, Martin, talked about something that you'd have an actual conversation about in real life, and it progresses a relationship, and it totally makes sense, and it's did, real Did we watch talk. the same episode? Yes, he I did. I have no idea what I, you're talking about. Okay, well, we will get to it. Um, so I guess let's just start there then. I, I have a I have a lot this episode. That's kind of why I was like, all right, well we gotta hurry. Speed it up, guys. <laughs> okay, <laughs> cut out that whole first part. Um, okay, so let's start with something that really bothered me about the episode um, because here's Martin speaking about his friend Jamie who was cut last week. Because he lied. Yeah, because you know, what happens is, like, everybody's like, oh, he's a rat, he's got this and that. And I was like, oh, well, I don't think he's a bad person. I still think he's a hell of a man. Mm. So are you feel like... <laughs> Her little <laughs> hmm was, was very telling. <laughs> build my relationship with you. In this situation need somebody to trust me in my decision making because I am a strong woman. Of course. Uh, but also, yeah. like I said, your relationship is different like the relationship that the guys have. So I'm just talking about him just in general. It's like... Martin gave me his opinion about the situation with Jamie, but I wasn't really sure what direction Martin was going. It's not something that I have to worry about anymore, and so, you know. I wasn't sure if he was... This bending this, cut this off. This is awful. Okay. Well, bad radio. Either way. No. Well, this really bothered me because <clears throat> Craig, can you find me the word for what it means when the producers mess with our reality and what we heard and tell us something different from what we heard? Isn't like that what gaslighting? we heard? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Finally, he gets it. Okay. So we, I heard, I heard Martin say, Jamie's a cool dude, but I mean, it's your call, whoever yeah. you want to cut. And That's then what we I heard, heard too. Yeah. And then we heard her saying, I'm a, like, she did not even hear him or she sure. did not respond to what he said and uh, to his face. And then to the camera, she also acted like he did something way worse than what he did, right? Are are the producers playing it off for conflict or for tension or for our us to question Martin's intention um, or maybe make him appear morally gray with regards to Jamie? Yeah, and weird. She totally Craig. overreacted, don't you think? Yeah, I thought it was a stuff. little odd in that part of me was like, Martin, you don't really need to bring this up. 
because you know she's probably going to get defensive about it. But at the same time, what he was saying was really not critical of Michelle. He was just like, I don't think he's a bad person, but obviously, like, if you don't want to date him, that's your call. Right. (laughs) Which is what anyone would say about anyone they know. Well, I don't think he's a bad guy, but if you don't want to date him, that's your call. That's exactly what you would say to your friend about some third guy or whatever. Yeah, and he's playing and he's playing both. You know, he's not being rude to Jamie and he's not being rude to Michelle and he's totally respecting her decision. And she acted like he wasn't uh, respecting or he she acted like Martin was questioning her decision. And I really don't like, you know, our lying eyes and ears are obviously, you know, it bothers me because a lot of people are going to walk away with Michelle's take. And we don't even know if that's her take. That could be what she said before they had that conversation, Mm -hmm. right? Because the producers are playing it off that way. And that is one of the subtle things that happens in this show that everyone at home should be, you know, <laughs> symbolically bothered by. Because why are they trying to make this man look so, um, you know, wrong? I, 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 it really, 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 like, gets to me well, because I the, don't know what to think. I, I agree. About that. There's no disagreement here, which is the same as saying I agree. But the, mm-hmm. <laughs> the problem with Martin is, is not anything what we just described it's that he's a disgusting individual with horrible facial hair a terrible haircut and gross body hair when they were sitting in the hot tub wow craig this is very harsh to say he's disgusting first of all secondly i think martin is hot he's not well groomed at all And that's disgusting. No, I mean, he's got a lot going on with his styling. I think it's a little bit too much in terms of the various items going on. But when he wears the glasses, like, that's a handsome man. No, 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 no. Craig, you can't tell someone what, (laughs) like, you can't tell Caitlin who she finds, like, attractive or not, or why. (laughs) (sighs) So I find it disagree. harsh for you to say he's he's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> well, I yeah, I just don't find him that attractive as a. And then you know, and then really when it came down to it, he got all slimy in his response too because he was like, "Well, you know, my dad didn't communicate, so I don't." Okay, communicate. wait a minute. That's a I'm different try better. And and I totally disagree with you there, Craig. My dad didn't communicate, so I don't communicate either. Isn't that a true statement? Isn't that like a very important part of a relationship? This is The Bachelor, Bachelorette. In this show, you have to have your story, your Pity Rose story has to be good. No. This guy doesn't have a good one. You always complain about how no one on this show actually talks about things that matter when you get done with the date. You always say, like, that was a good car ride, huh? <laughs> that was fun. Wow, we, we had so much fun. I love when, it, when you have fun with me. Like, they say dumb shit like that. 
and we finally have someone say something that's true. We don't know if that's his pity story, if that's his pity rose story, because it might not be. It's just a very important point of, you know, it's yeah, yeah. it's showing a lot about him. And I thought that was like infinitely deep to talk about. <laughs> yes, that's right. So let's listen to this because I thought, and Craig, you should relate to this more than anything because you have like a like an alpha. You have an alpha male point of view. I do. Yes, you just uh, made fun of him for cr- for crying. <laughs> I didn't. He didn't cry. For not crying. For, Rick for talking cried. about crying. Right. Okay. Okay. So right. I I, no, I want to listen to this. Rick didn't cry. He whispered. Sorry. Okay. We'll get to that. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about Mark we'll get right to that. now. And uh, my dad, he's never been good at communicating. And that's what I learned. Growing up, I never had somebody in my family that I could just turn to and talk about my emotions because it was kind of like something that wasn't talked about in my family. So would you say that if you, like when you start to feel a lot of emotions? Like, I don't cry. Like, it was never like something that I was okay to do. Like, if my dad ever cried, it was like in hiding. I guess like always wanting to set like an example. But like sometimes crying in front of people is not setting a bad example. It's Dude, okay. He's to describing say, like, every you dad. Like, whatever you feel, you feel like it's our right to feel things. When you like think about uh, cut this off. like raising Enough. a family, like how would you? Differently? I think by, you know, by well, by example, right? If they see okay. parents that are very open and communicative, this is like the Gong Show. I'm hitting the Gong. Okay, wait a minute. There's a lot a lot here because he's, he's describing every dad he, no he cares. i don't think no, that's no. true he's Craig. putting up two different things he's putting these two things in parallel like in tandem mm-hmm. he, he's saying communication and showing emotion are are interchangeable to him in this conversation that is not true i have mm-hmm. a lot of thoughts on this because on one hand if he's just talking about showing emotion, then I'm on his dad's side. If he's talking about communication, then I'm on Martin's side. I mean, if we're led to believe that Martin has a problem with the way his dad expresses himself, right? And so I, I you know, I, I'm not going to grade this paper because he's not being very clear. I need him to rewrite. But if he's, <laughs> I, I really, really want a clear answer on what he's talking about. Because, I mean, for me, as a, I, I, this is not about me. Like, this is not about us. But I feel like this is the one time when I'm like, wow, like, that's kind of wrong. You know, one of the few things I plan on teaching my children is that a sign of maturity is being able to not act on your emotions, you know, and knowing how to wipe yourself. Like, that's the two things you want your kid to know before they leave the house. And so <laughs> I don't understand how Martin can say, you know, like my dad told me or like showed me to not show emotion. I'm like, when? At one point, you can't just cry at work. You can't just have outbursts like because you feel something. I mean, that's the point of maturity. So I'm, I'm really like, if that's what he's talking about. Right. And and, and then I, and, and then I go into my own, like, upbringing right like I have a lot a lot of like intergenerational trauma like wars 
are my grandparents went through war and my uh, both my grandparents went through crazy war things that got passed some to my parents that got passed down to me. And this is like a old world strong thing. Um, you know, it's associated with a lot of trauma. I don't know where Martin's from, but I can bet his parents are immigrants. I just can tell by the way he speaks. Mm -hmm. And th these are survival mechanisms people have built to not talk about their emotions. And maybe that translates into not communicating, but not all the time. So I'm really on the fence about what he's trying to say. Um, uh, I, I, I don't. Uh, that's why it's so important that he said it. Like, I don't think, I didn't think at all about pity Rose or anything like that. I thought a lot about what's right and wrong and like who this man is, which is like, what? Breath of fresh air, you know, on The Bachelor. Mm -hmm. That's all, like, what, help, help everybody. <laughs> Caitlin, help. <laughs> so... Yeah, I don't think that this was necessarily like his sad story that he was breaking out for a pity rose. Because if that was the strategy he's working here, then it wouldn't be sad enough. But I do think it makes a lot of sense. Like he was trying to explain why in the earlier conversation, maybe things came off wrong about the Jamie thing. And trying to explain like his communication style and sort of the way he grew up and how that shaped that. And I think that does make sense and is sort of a real conversation that you could have with somebody you're dating to be like, oh, no, like you took something one way. I meant it a totally different way. Actually, I'm very bad at communication. Let's talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it kind of hyperbolized very quickly. It went from, yeah, whatever, Jamie's a good guy to my dad never you know showed emotion i mean come on if you're gonna go pity yeah. rose story you gotta go all in i want, I want well, this is what i'm saying is i don't think it's a pity rose story right. it was I, somewhere it was in the middle it was yeah, a thing that's... that he was like oh i'm trying to talk about this right. and i do think you're also wrong about you know all dads don't show emotion <laughs> or communicate well or whatever right like michelle's dad apparently does show emotion and communicate yeah. super well so well, didn't Michelle well, we have a problem with her parents, too? Did, wait, I don't... Does? How do we know that Michelle's dad shows up? Oh, no, I'm just basing it on the stories that they talk about how her parents have, like, this perfect marriage and they're so loving and supportive and, like, she's never said anything along the lines of, like, her dad being emotionally closed off or anything like that, right. which well, made me think he's not. Um, yeah. I do... I I have... You know, like if Martin wanted to go into a pity rose story, I'm sure he could have brought out some information on his parents and who they are or where they came from, because there's something there. But this is why I am so uh, um, I, I I didn't even think about pity rose. I just thought that it was OK, Craig, my point here is wasn't this a valid interesting real conversation and actually a new conversation that we haven't heard before on the bachelor uh no i agree with you i think you you and caitlin have won this argument whole wholly bigly <laughs> mm -hmm. um but i think it, it, it the the there's a big gap between Jamie talking about Jamie and talking about your dad, dad's emotional 
how he but wait, wait. expresses himself. So you're saying that, that the reason that they brought it up wasn't fair, but does that matter? Yeah, because it's the first date. I don't know. It just was like so yeah, weird. The whole thing wasn't was really that obviously, weird. Yeah, wasn't that obviously manipulated by producers? I don't know. All right, you I, win. The, Let's move on. The fact that they forced it there. Okay, well, anyways, that's all. That's that's my... I am... Intrigued. I'm going to win the next argument. Okay, go ahead. I'm not trying to win. I'm just intrigued here by Martin <laughs> and his analysis. Because if he's barely starting to put labels on his own emotional state, that's a very interesting time in your life when you're like, dude, right now I am feeling jealous. Because you are starting to feel, you know, understand. And I really like hearing that. Um, I think it's worth noting. Anyway, okay. On to the next one. Um, <laughs> Is this the Michelle not feeling like she has getting her... Sure. <sighs> starting to get late at night. I'm starting to not be able to form sentences anymore. So I texted EZR and Caitlin last night while we were watching this. Because I said... They're throwing you softballs, EZR. This is so in your wheelhouse. Yeah, but that's not... You're acting like the show is bending towards me. I'm seeing the show from, like, day one. I'm like, this is what's happening. And you're like, (laughs) well, we don't know yet. And then when it happens, you're like, oh, I guess it's going towards your direction. You just just think the last few Bachelorettes aren't really liked by their guys is what it comes down to, right? Yeah, exactly. And honestly... Um, which I, 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 which I, I disagree with, by the way. I, I'm curious to hear what Caitlin has to say because I think the guys like her just fine. It's just that this was a weird bro moment that she got caught up in, and she lied to herself too. She told Caitlin, the other Caitlin, she told Caitlin and um, Tasha, she's like, "I'm not going to let this ruin the night." Well, she did let it ruin the night later, <laughs> so. Uh, I think it's all on her. Huh. Yeah, I would say I'm torn here because I do think at least several of these men are legitimately interested in Michelle. Yeah. But I'm sh- there's also some where I'm like, who really knows? They're probably just here to be on the show and don't care at all. But they were behaving so oddly on that group date. Like, that part where Olu was like, I'm going to do abs of steel and people should punch me in my abs. And then he's like, Michelle, you can leave though. And it was like, what? <laughs> like, why wouldn't you be part of whatever group activity they're doing? Right. That's a very odd thing to do. And so I totally get why she was kind of like, why are these men like excluding me and ignoring me to just bro out with each other right now? You know, but I don't think it's been that bad before this date this was like the one that was really uncomfortable mm-hmm. then do you think she's like exaggerating because you don't go off you don't go and say this huge thing if you just feel it once um let me think about that okay you don't <laughs> go off and do that if you only felt it once I, I'm not I, I so don't sure think, I agree with that statement. I don't think she would stop a date and like, you know, compo- have to compose herself and have to come back and say the speech she had to say if she just felt it this one time on this one date. Um, 
I, I do think that she thought that being a bachelorette. <laughs> we're not going well, to try to figure out who what's her name said, is. You said think about it. Look, being she likes being sho- she thought that being the bachelorette would mean she would be showered with attention and praise. Um, and but she it's actually is. The, well, now she is. Now that she had to ask for it, and that well, sucks. Who, who's who's what's her name? Who's the the bachelorette that ended early before Tasha? What's Claire. her name? Claire. Claire. So Claire Claire flipped on a dime. That's different uh, though. Claire overreacted. And I want to say that Katie Thurston like naively ignored a lot of it. Michelle has a different approach. She um digests and she regroups and she returns and states her you know disappointment. They all have different approaches to feeling that way. It doesn't matter who's right. It doesn't matter if the three of them were ignored or if only one of them was ignored. They felt ignored. That's the point. Right. But back to your original question, which is, can you feel ignored with only feeling ignored once? (laughs) I I don't think that's I don't think she's been feeling ignored up until this point. I think it's a one time thing. well, the thing is, is that that's what I've said all along, is that I think she is she's putting in she's putting forward a lot of the effort with the men she most likes. Yeah, Joe and Nate. Yeah, Joe and, and Nate uh, and Brandon. Yeah, she likes Brandon. And I think there's a few other guys where she's like, maybe she could be into them, but it's not as clear. Like, she seemed like she had a good time with Rick and a good time with Martin and those guys, but I don't think they're in the same level uh-huh. as the other three <laughs> well uh, okay so uh, all those guys that broed out i would not you cannot i i would not go forward with any of them but as the cr- commodities broker chris snake pointed out um they uh y- you know he chris has a point nate is the front, whatever he said about Nate, like the reason he called him out is because he is the front runner or whatever he said. Um, <clears throat> I just don't. Yeah. Okay. It's, we'll just I, leave this oh, as a TBD. Yeah. What? TB, well, okay. TBD, whether or not that, the guys that, actually like her. Right. That's what it's been since day one. Um well, anyway, I'm Michelle. Yeah. Nobody likes so, me. I don't know what to she, do. I think she let it boil over for too long. And when she finally yeah. saw it, and like I said, the uh, the embarrassing part is that she had to go in there and ask for them to pay attention to her. That's what she asked for at the end. Um, and then uh, what's his name starts crying. Well, exp- I mean, well, the, you see, and then the, the, and yeah, well, which was very, which was, it could be a performative, but he had a good point. Well, the reason he cried, right, he said it himself about his sisters, but see, that's still him, like, reflecting back. Is he really, he's seeing his own experience. He's not really, like, the, you know. He's centering himself. Yeah, I was kind of like, oh, all these guys, like Chris, everybody was just, saying look i'm not gonna get ahead if i keep growing out that's kind of what they all said to themselves i don't feel like they any of them were really like no no wait a minute she's the bachelorette i have to like try really hard and i want to win her heart i didn't feel that even after Mm. all everything happened um 
anyway, okay. <laughs> but well, what speaking is, of Kaylin, what do you think? About whether the men actually like Michelle or whether or not they just feel like they need to pay attention to her now because she asked for it and they want to get ahead. Well, we, the big question on the table is whether or not the guys have been ignoring her before this particular group date. Has it been ongoing or is this a one-time thing? Well, I would say from what we've seen, it doesn't seem like it to me. But of course, they don't show us every single thing. So who knows exactly? Um, I would say Olu crying when he heard about Michelle's feelings, I don't think was necessarily like a really fake thing. I think most of the other guys were thinking of it like, oh no, she's mad at us now. We got to make it better. So she still is interested, right? Mm -hmm. And he seemed like he was like, oh, this has reminded me of a thing in my life. And now I feel emotions about that. Um, which is like kind of sweet. And I did think it was interesting that Michelle specifically pulled Nate aside to be like, you need to be trying harder because you're one of my favorites. Right. Yeah, but see, that sucks. That <laughs> if you have to ask someone to try harder, then you're trying harder than them already, right? You can't, that, that's yeah. never, ever yeah. going to work. So, like, it's not going to be a long-term workout thing. So all her top guys are in that category. I, I, she doesn't seem because of the way she had that conversation and she said it a few times, like she's weekly been paid attention to, but guess who was on that date? The Bella twins. Do you know who they are? Does anyone know who they are? I <sighs> vaguely know something to do with WWE. Yes. They are fashion model, but not fashion models, um, like fitness models turned wrestlers. Um, as the Divas Championships, like they are, they're they're very interesting. So they they had a show on E. No, no, no. Um, the right the writers are interesting. No, well, let me tell you why they are interesting. One of them is married <laughs> to a skinny vegan bearded guy who's kind of like socially conscious, who's a wrestler, and the other one was engaged to John Cena. And John Cena was actually engaged or scripted in real engaged? life. Yes. No, here's so here's what people think happened. They were dating. They were seriously dating. But people think that wrestle that, um, you know, whatever the top Vince McMahon and at all um, made John Cena propose during WrestleMania to one of the Bella twins. I don't know which one. Um, and she was that was her dream man right and then when they didn't get married um or like she felt her bio biological clock ticking and he i feel this is me speculating wanted someone smarter and bet better than like a bella twin and so he ended up marrying this like astrophysicist from like india recently and so she went <laughs> off and had a kid with someone else it's a really mm -hmm. crazy story because i just I can't uh, tell you that there's all this stuff that goes on behind the scenes and the way they try to squeeze it, the way they try to like 
fit this square into this circle on TV makes no sense. But if you know both stories, it makes way more sense. So I just think they're interesting in this way. Um, huh. Nothing to do with the actual writing. I just, I, I, the John Cena thing. Yeah, exactly. That's why I bring it up. But I, I think they are, um, the one who's married to the skinny vegan bearded guy, uh, that guy is like very, very um, respected. And so it's interesting that he would pick a Bella twin because she represents, they represent the twins, um, kind of this new age models era of wrestling. Whereas before it was only real wrestlers, only real women wrestlers, you know, people they would train. And then they started hiring models. Um, So anyways, it's interesting in that way. That's all I got to say about them. But I thought it was good that they brought them on. Okay. Um, Well, I I like the... Michelle's look like you brought these two women on my show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she has every, and that, that was her point, right? She kind of said, I would love to see the Bella twins, but not when every guy is not paying any attention to right. me. And then you bring these models on. That right. was her feel. And yeah. that's for a reason. Yeah. And I like, you remember, uh, you remember last week we talked about how Brandon was talking about height and how, you know, oh, he was so little in right. high school. And then he's, like, built like a like a meerkat. And we're supposed to be, like, oh, this guy is so hot. Like, I was... A meerkat. <laughs> he looked like a little waif of a man. And He does, but gonna... he has a cute face. There's something sweet about him. Yeah, but when you take off his shirt... Oh, <laughs> he, if yeah. he's going to talk about height, then no. Then I'm not... Then I... He, Craig was right. Craig, you're right about that. I hate that too. He can't talk about that if he's like this tiny dude. Mm-hmm. Anyways, anyways, anyways. <laughs> I got nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So the Bella twins, she's ignored. So okay. Topic three. Go. Well, the only other thing that happened was Rick. Yeah. Well, yes. Rick's a hole. Rick, don't you want to talk about the Palm Springs tram? I mean, that looked fun, actually. I I do like taking a big tram. But <laughs> uh, no, have you no ever been on it, Craig? Uh, uh, no, it's fun. No, I haven't. It's it's actually a winter tram. I right. think it's actually closed in summer, so they got that up and running. Um, um you know, remember, I'm not a SoCal dude, so my Palm Springs. <laughs> I've only been to Palm Springs a handful of times. So, mm. Never, never been on the tram. Okay. Well, anyways, yeah. I thought I thought you. Would I have thought something that looked fun. The, the date was um. No, not it was really something I would find fun. Well, or you wouldn't find it fun, but it looked fun <laughs> to me. <laughs> that, <laughs> better take I'm going to start telling you are. what you can and cannot find fun. <laughs> so I was intrigued by. They, you know, they take the tram, they're at the top of this mountain, and they find this wish box. And it seemed pretty clear that the wishes in there had been specifically geared towards, like, every bad thing that's happened to Rick in his life. So that they'd open it, and he'd be like, well, got a story about that one, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And it started to feel like it was just too much at once. You know what I mean? Like, I was like save a little bit of this for later, Rick. You've already given us a lot yeah. of your life story, and it just keeps getting more and more, you know, in there. But it seemed like Michelle 
liked it. Uh, I did think it was cute. She called him her little lettuce wrap. I thought that was a very cute <laughs> nickname. Well, see, she, she needs the attention from being spurred the night before. So it's sad that Rick gets that the benefit of that. <laughs> because <laughs> personally, I can't with these touchy-feely, lovesick puppy dog dudes like Michael A. Ugh. They gross me out. I don't like them. Isn't and I think Greg Grippo one of those? No, he is <laughs> not. He like viciously <laughs> tore someone apart on TV. All right, all right, all right. All right. The puppy and, dog eyes, though. Well, that's different. This guy, Rick, has no chance. And if I were Michelle, I would be scared if he ended up in the top three because of the way things are going. The top two could peace out, and then you'd end up with scary like Rick. So <laughs> scary. Oh, I don't think he's scary, but he, he is. scares me. Not in like a murderer <laughs> way, but like yeah. well, he's very like, needy. I think. When he started whispering, yeah. me, I got a little scared Ugh. myself. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't find him scary in the sense that I wouldn't fear for like my personal safety or anything. But he is. He does seem like he'd be very clingy in certain ways. But I think you have a really good point, EZR, that part of the reason why she might have been so into it at that point in time is that it was the day after she was feeling ignored by all of these men. And she goes on a date with a guy who is absolutely not ignoring her. He uh-huh. wants to pay a lot of attention to her. So that's going to seem extra appealing at that point in time, yeah. right? And, you know, I yeah, and I would bet that this guy has just broken up with his fiance or something. <laughs> oh, this is... This is not a normal reaction or like a normal face to have. Like his eyes are constantly watering. He's always grease balls, like we said before. Ah, no, I, he's just not my type of dude, you know, like just visually and emotionally. Okay, and question. Like, I want to stay away from him. Uh-huh. Trigger warning for suicide. Skip ahead for another yeah, couple minutes. Did his... Question. Did his dad, I'm going to use the correct terminology that we discovered a couple weeks ago. Did his dad <laughs> die by suicide? Hell no. It's implied. It is? I don't think it was implied. I think he did say his dad was depressed for about a decade. For 10 years. And then three years ago. It was very unclear exactly how the dad died. And I feel like if it was a death yeah, by suicide, Lord. he probably would have brought that up since he was not shy about sharing details mm-hmm. yeah well, he would have been he, he would have been more forthcoming with him having died by suicide if he had in fact died by suicide is what you're saying that's you, what i you know those think yeah you know those people um if you're a cishet whatever um <laughs> and there's just Ben, so Craig. and if you're a man, women that you just would never be attracted to because of the way they smell and the way they look like they smell. <laughs> um, I just have something visceral. Uh, you know, not reacts. everyone is everyone's type. Exactly. And but here's my Rick point. is not your he, type. Yeah, no, he's a sweaty handshake man. Like I can see it. And I, I have. Well, to be fair, it is like uh, a million degrees in the middle of July. When they're recording I this. have like a shudder when I see him. So, <laughs> and he looks like, you know, every little thing bugs me. Like he looks like he wears eyeliner. Ugh, that bugs me. I, yeah, he does, that. but I think like it's just kit, his though. eyes. Honestly. Yeah. 
Yes. <laughs> I think it's just the way his face looks because he does have, yeah, we talked about this, maybe it was week one or something like that, week one or two, where I was wondering if he was wearing glittery eyeliner because it kind of looked like that. But I think it's just a combination of his sweat and like the shape of his eye or something like that gives you an optical illusion. Yeah, I think soft for me, like when I was saying, like, I think Martin is hot. I don't think Rick is hot, but I'm not super repulsed by him in the way that you are. I feel like I just feel a little bit sad for him because he seems so like an exposed nerve in a lot of ways. Yeah, It's easy to tell us how you really feel. Is that I don't I, I don't I don't like hate him like he doesn't like. Like hate does not come out of me when I see him, but I can tell he's not my type of person. I can tell I don't like him. Um, <laughs> Craig. I mean, I now, called I called Martin disgusting, and you guys flipped out on me. And here you are no, calling only him. Only I flipped out nerd. on you. I think he's your care. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not saying that I don't find him like repulsive or off-putting in, in that sort of way. I was just saying that his the conversations he was having and the way this was all sort of spilling out of him, mm-hmm. I do understand EZR's thoughts and also the potential of him having like just gone through a breakup or something would right. make sense to me based yeah. on how much like, I mean, I think he told Michelle already that he was falling in love with her. I think he's the first guy to oh, do that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot about that. He so said, it seemed like he was he was all in like immediately. He, he, I'm he falling in love awesome... with you. And then he doubled down and said, um, I'm gonna tell you I, I love you next time or something. No, yeah, no, but he's no, looking he, forward to falling in love with yes, her. That is like, an awesome and being able to say it. <laughs> road to that is an awesome like uh, loophole. <laughs> I kind of thought that was if he's not an evil genius, then he's an idiot because that is an awesome <laughs> like way to get in, there. Fu- in a future date. I'm gonna tell you I love you. you well. <laughs> It wasn't even that. It, it was like, I can see the potential of possibly even like, it, it's just so, um, so many what ifs had to happen for him to even get there, but it also conveyed the point completely. So I, I really am. And then Michelle, you know, ate it up because she needed yeah. the attention and the, and the, the praise at that moment. So I, I, I thought it was well played. Um, well, it could now, have gone very quickly the other direction. If she hadn't been feeling the need for validation, she could no, have just, it, she, yeah. she would have done the whole like, like well, I'm not there yet. If, if Nate and Joe completely validated her the night before, she might be like, oh, this guy's clingy and I don't like him anyways. I don't need that. Atten- I don't need that right now. Right. But she wasn't. Okay. Um, wait. So uh, I, we've talked before. Craig like years ago about how there's certain guys that I just like I just know I like them straight off I just know a lot about them by like looking at their shoes I have a lot of like little things I look at now one of the things that really grosses me out about Rick which I just mentioned is that I can tell he has a sweaty handshake uh-huh. and that really grosses me out I don't like touching people's like wet and, mo- and not only moist but like also like never like not hard like the the hand, the paws are not hardened a little bit. The really paws? Me out. Yes, the, the paw the pads. The big meaty paw that they're putting yes. in your hand. I, yes, I need a big meaty paw that's a little bit rough or that has dimension, has shape. 
like when they're soft and like you know they're basically just little thin waifs like I can't uh-huh. and I can tell that's Rick Craig is there something a woman has that you're just like nope 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 and I don't want to uh-huh. hear anything disgusting and sexual I just want something <laughs> like that <laughs> yeah, you gotta put that warning in there for yeah this Craig. is no this is too this is uh this is a minefield I'm not w- willing to wade into what it's it shouldn't be <laughs> this is supposed to be symbolic of the kind of person that they are that truly bothers you i can tell by that that there's a lot you know that person can't really fend for themselves if if the apocalypse hits like that that's my <laughs> kind of like that's how i got there uh yeah i don't know i'm on the spot i can't think of anything okay think about it caitlin do you have anything like that i don't think it's to the same level as yours but well commitment right well, yeah, but I'm thinking more of if I meet someone, like if I met a man and I was like, oh, maybe this could be something. But he was wearing square-toed loafers. Oh, I'm right. out. There's right. just, there's okay. something about that footwear that, that immediately before. makes like myself like curl up inside and be like, gotta go. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> See, there's things I like. And I think almost all kinds of people can pull off every single look that's ever existed so it depends for me but there's definitely things i gravitate towards which means that i'm already even like for friendships i'm always like oh no 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 i do not like your footwear (laughs) goodbye um anyway okay well think about it craig get back to us someday um what one one thing rick did do that i thought was a big mistake for us at home is that he talked about kind of the concept of time on this show, which you should never, ever do, because it really pulls you out of how stupid the show is, right? He's like, it's only been a few hours, and I'm already in love. <laughs> like, you're like, <laughs> so stupid. Yeah. Don't say that. Um, <laughs> do you have the clip, like, where his exact words were? No, I should have cut that out. I cut out. I was so concentrated on the other stuff, because Rick... Uh, I don't want to see him again. Like, that was my excuse. <laughs> That's rough. Jeez. I mean, I think we're going to see him again. I don't think he's going to be in, like, the top six or whatever, but I think he might be right outside of that in terms of where he ends up on this show because he hasn't done anything that makes Michelle, like, really need to get rid of him at this point. Right. And she's only going to start winnowing down the ones that are, you know, inoffensive, but she's just not super into yeah. In a few episodes, you know and, what I mean? And this is what happens when she she's such a teacher. She She's so equitable that it reads as fake to me. Because there, why would she cut Will and um, Romeo? I just didn't. It made no sense to me. They were building yeah. momentum as characters. It was and, interesting because those guys are, are cute. And they seemed like she had had conversation with them or whatever. But yeah, I found that very odd. But you know, yeah. I, I got to assume the producer said she had to keep Chris S because she's like never had a conversation with that guy before. And I think has zero interest in him. <laughs> but I assume they're like, he's the only one being super dramatic right now. He must be kept. Yeah, but that doesn't mean it's a decision between the, him and those two. That I I just don't. Um, oh, we've never seen her interact with Leroy like ever, but he's always getting called close to the top of the rose ceremony. So is there something the producers are just not putting in the show? 
Yeah, I didn't. I had no idea who that was. Yeah, I mean, I'd I seen like, his face, but I didn't know his name. Leroy? She seems like she must yeah. like him, but we haven't seen anything. Yeah, it's super frustrating. Um, it looks random because of her. She just pretends to be into everyone to see who gives her something back, which, as I always say, is like the wrong way to approach it. You need to figure out who you like and then see if there's reciprocity, not who likes me. Okay, let's figure it out. You know, mm-hmm. um, anyways, mm-hmm. yikes, we're going to Minnesota. Everyone was so excited. I <laughs> like, okay, Minnesota. I actually like in the summer, it's very pleasant. Yeah, it's the hot winter's as hell, though, bad, sometimes. but. It's, you know, there's some good stuff there. There's some good food, and the scenery can be very pretty. Were you at that conference that was at McAllister that one year? Like, no, I almost went to that one, but I went, uh, I, was in, <laughs> I was in Minneapolis for an oral history conference a few years ago. Cool. And they had, this I thought was really cool, they had a Prince-themed tour through the conference, and they were like, we're making it local. And I was like, yeah, we'll like to go on that, actually. That cool. seems so look out for the Prince-themed date that they're going to have. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. That's like all there is. Yeah. Um, they can have a Prince theme. Yeah. I, it just sounded so is. like... Yes, that's all there is. And there's oh, my God. fishing. There's and, a really yeah. cool museum really in lake. Minneapolis that's like about the history of mills in the area. <laughs> history of mills. There's the walker, they're gonna do that which on is the really bachelor? good. They're not, um, but I that's something I would go on a date at. Well, see, <laughs> the thing is Maybe the they, they I could see it, them doing something like that. The the way they said it, it sounded so counterintuitive, right? They're like, Goodbye, Palm Springs. Hello, Minneapolis. And you're like, No, that's never been like a sentence emo- like those the emphasis has never been that way. Like, Palm Springs sounds cool, right? Like, I don't really like Palm Springs, but it sounds way cooler than Minneapolis. I'm like, okay. I don't know. I see having been to Minneapolis like Caitlin. I'm I'm not so sure. I think you're, you're, you're misrep, it's been misrepresented to you. It's actually a pretty cool town. How about that? Uh, There is a good modern art museum. I've been there. there. Yeah, the Walker, right? Yeah, good museum. Yeah. They're fishing. Interested. Um, Okay. Yes, you said fishing and lakes like three times. That's why it doesn't sound so. <laughs> well, they're gonna, they're going from a dry heat to a wet heat. It's gonna be very humid in Minneapolis. This Let's see what the sweating about. looks like in Minneapolis yeah. on everyone. You can. Rick is our gauge. Um, anything? Oh, Kaylin, I have your song. There's oh rivers. yeah. I'm whispering to you. Are you ready? <laughs> Uh, okay. Got a brand new, got a brand new, got a brand new Lisa Life! Oh. <laughs> when okay. he goes so high on Lisa Life. <laughs> Explain to our <laughs> listeners who don't know what that is, what that was. Well, if they watch the episode, hopefully they remember that that was the guy who played the song and um, Rick and right. Michelle's, like, the end of their date when they mm-hmm. see a, a band play. And he's playing his his new song. They specifically, Michelle has been told to say, it's his brand new song, uh, like Lease on Life. I think is the name of it. Do not Lisa. advertise this song. It was yeah. It sounds like so much crap on it the does, radio. But like, just 
you hear a lot of this song in the episode, but when he hits that one moment where it's like super high on Lease on Life, I just kind of laughed out loud and I was like, we need to save this as a drop to use in the future in the show. Play it again. People, oh my goodness. Got a brand new, got a brand new, got a brand new Lisa. Is it is it for when like in Bachelor of Paradise people get the second chance? Yeah, exactly. Or is it for when like uh people survive the death? Like Right. When you, know, you get a new lease on life. Yeah, yeah, I think what it is could the be idiom? If you get a second chance in in the show in some way, we could play brand new lease on life. Yeah, like like when they get cut but then they come back in a week asking to come back. Like uh so yes, many. or they think they're not going to get a rose, but then they get the very last one. Oh no, no, you that no. Then we'd hear it every week. Please, no, not then. <laughs> just let's just say the first thing, <laughs> dear Lord, I cannot let that happen. I'm stopping it right now before I leave. You my just mind. got a brand new it, Lisa Life. <laughs> it 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 really was the kind of song that I have to run out of. You know, babies are us from. I hate. That it, and I'm not trying to be a snob. I love 90s adult contemporary. I always have. Even when I was a kid, I loved it. But today's adult contemporary sounds like it all sounds the same. There's always like a little kid chorus in the background at that point. And there's just like, you know, he sounds kind of like uh, like a postal service and like hosier and like a bunch of these components all put together and then you just kind of slap it all together and you sound like this guy and you look like you know this guy that's why i listen to van halen doesn't have any of that okay craig (laughs) (laughs) there's always megadeth we we should all go to a megadeth concert next anyway any fact caitlin you are (laughs) running out the door tell us any fashion (laughs) yeah yeah we gotta make this quick Okay, uh, the only fashion that I thought was really noteworthy is what Tasha and Caitlin were both wearing at the rose ceremony. Because when they came out, they were both wearing heavily sequined dresses and they were like spangling all over the place, you know. <laughs> and Caitlin's looked like it was a butterfly pattern on it, but it was also like strapless. So there's kind of a lot going on with it. The only fashion thing I really liked was Michelle's um, lipstick color. That was like a coral. I thought it looked really good on her. Um, oh. And I, I, I wish this color would come back because it's, I think at one point it seemed dated, like 80s dated. But now that they added the shine to it, I think it looks uh, good on people. Like it complements people. Unlike red, that looks red. You know, red is a character. <laughs> Use Jamie's words. And like you're wearing <laughs> red lipstick. So like that's what you're doing. You're doing you're doing this thing, right? You're being come hither, you're doing something provocative. But this coral is a great middle. And I don't even wear any lipstick, but I love it. I, I thought oh. it looked good. Huh. And yeah. So oh, uh-huh. I thought of one other thing because it was weird to me. But when Chris S got that whole risky business. Uh, sequence. Yeah, right. That was yeah. a an interesting choice. So this is when on the group date, all the men get pajamas. Yeah, yeah. Two Tom the, Cruise movies in a row. Yeah, he gets the Tom Cruise costume from Risky Business, and then they show like a scene of him. No other men are there. It's just him. 
doing like the dance from the movie and then he's doing the thing on the couch where like Tom Cruise is like shaking. Yeah, they forwards definitely had to back show it to him because he did not yes. know. Yeah, exactly. They were weird. like, this is what we need you to do. Yeah. <laughs> they were like obsessed with getting this content and then showing it to us and it was like, why? Nobody cares about this or likes this. Why are you making us watch it? Greg yeah. did. Well, yeah, I mean, Risky Business is from my childhood, man. I mean, yeah. I recognized it immediately because I've seen the movie, but it is, it's a weird choice to give him, like, his own little scene. And then when they went at the, um, the teddy bear wrestling component, yeah. and Caitlin said, you know, somebody on one of her group dates on her season had, like, they bleep it out, but some portion of his genitalia popped out. And they're like, I wonder if it'll happen today on the tidy whities of Chris S. And then they put a black bar over it. And I'm like, I feel so positive that nothing even popped out. They're just doing it to make you think it did. And like with with Kenny. Yeah, like with Kenny and his like not actually being fully nude stuff. And that was all such a weird move to me that they were like trying to make Chris S the star of this episode. Mm -hmm. Craig, oh, um, well, there's two things I just got I just got reminded of. Thank you, Caitlin. Is um, first, remember that song that Blake played for Katie, and they kept playing it. Check yes. it out. What was it? Because they're obsessed with these '80s movies, right? We got Risky Business. They got uh, Say Anything, and what what was it? Top Gun, and it's just I don't know. I don't think the new generation is obsessed with '80s movies the way late '90s kids were yeah but a big part of their target audience is later you know people kind of my age yes and no i would think they they are skewing you know they are trying to go for 18 to 35 um oh but throwing in some risky business doesn't hurt anyone right but what was that song that blake (laughs) kept trying to play for katie it was also some no-name singer, and it was some, like, Memorize Your Face or something? Yeah, it was Memorize Something. I think it was Memorize Your Face, oh. and they played it at, like, the After the Final Rose as well. Oh, so please, please don't let Lisa on Life take off. Well, good thing Lisa on Life! Lisa on Life! Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, okay, one last thing. Craig, uh-huh. you hate when we talk about wrestling but we talked about <laughs> wrestling and you didn't really react have you gathered yourself enough to react to the bella twins and everything i've told you about them? no it's an interesting story i like john cena who doesn't like john cena exactly he's he's done a good job with his he's persona. like a good he's like a good man but he's built like a villain like well he was good in the suicide squad i don't know if you've seen that yet nope he plays he's a main character in that movie Mm. um uh i I mean i I, i've asked this of you before i'll ask it to you again it is wwe fake or real and there's only one right answer and and (laughs) i'm not sure you are gonna give it well well this is this is my issue is that because of what i told you about the proposal and everything isn't that make it so much more layered and interesting because this woman, one of the Bella twins, and I can't tell them apart, and I don't even know their re- their real names are not Bella, or like their last name is not <laughs> Bella. Um, she was legitimately heartbroken, right. and 
she put everything on being engaged to this man and they made him propose. And she right. like that messes with you, right? And she, to her and then she had like a kid immediately afterwards. So I I don't exactly feel for them, but there's there's like a like the tiniest shred of sympathy there for them. And so yeah. It's not about reality. It's about how they mess with people. They push them to the edge. They push their own performers to the edge in every way possible. No union. Very bad health care. I mean, they're basically war vets, like, after right. the fact. Mm. So, I... <laughs> I, hey, that, I This sounds like a great institution to be a fan of. No, I'm... Do, do I sound like a fan? You are a fan of WWE. No? I'm not a fan. I know this story because... Yeah. I thought in, you liked watching wrestling. No, I oh. do not. Oh. Let it be I, known. I always assumed you were into it. No, but I do think this kind of behind the scenes, you know, what's really happening added to what what it looks like is happening is infinitely interesting because yeah. it's 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 unlike The Bachelor because on The Bachelor there are it, like the Bachelor is too, you know, this is what happened, and this is this is what's real, and this is what's fake. On WWE, you have such an inner intermingling and messing with people that it really is more of a social experiment. And I am paying attention to it in that um, way. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. All right, okay. we gotta get go. Follow us on social media, leave us a review, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.